Good morning. This morning's halacha is donated in loving memory of Mo Me'ala, Moshe ben Jamila, and Joe Esses, Yosef ben Rachel by Jack, and Michelle Me'ala, and Abe and Terry Esses. The Gemara in Masechet Berachot and Daf Yod Amud Bet has the following two statements. Ve'amar bi'oseh berbi hanina mishum ribish el azar ben Yaakov. My dichtiv, the question is, what does this pasuk, which is a mysterious pasuk, mean? Lo tochlu al hadam, literally translated as, don't eat on the blood. Answers the Gemara, lo tochlu kodem shetit palelu al damchem. It's uh, forbidden, the pasuk is perhaps alluding to us, to eat prior to requesting your blood for your life. In other words, don't eat prior to prayer in the morning. Any person who does eat and drink, and only then pray, it's about them, so to speak, the pasuk, Remarks, Oti hishlachta ahare gavecha. And the Pasuk says in the Navi, You have thrown me behind, of course, HaKadosh Baruch Hu bemoaning this fact, your back. A Pasuk in Sefer Melachim. Al tikre gavecha, don't read it as behind your back, Ela geecha, your pride. You've thrown me behind your pride. Kivyachol, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Le'achashinit Ga'azeh. After this, in the pers- in, in this individual was prideful and haughty, Kibela alav malchut shamayim, he then re- accepted the yoke of heaven. In other words, the inappropriate nature of eating before prayer is explained by the Gemara as not merely being tending to your needs prior to God, but it's furthermore an act of haughtiness. You think you can indulge, make yourself feel good prior to turning to me? That is the statement in the Gemara Masech Berachot, and in turn, Nifsak Lahalacha in Shohanaruch, in Siman Petet, in Sa'if Gimal, as Shohanaruch, Rabbi Yosef Karo, is listing all the forbidden activities prior to prayer in the morning. He writes, Velo le'echol, velo lishtot. You're not allowed to eat and you're not allowed to drink prior to tefillah in the morning. Aval, he significantly adds, ma'im mutar lishtot kodem tefillah. It's permitted to drink before tefillah. What's the difference, excuse me, to drink water before tefillah. What's the difference between water and any other beverage? The poskim, the rishonim, explain that that second statement in the Gemara is a very important one. It says that the eating and drinking is an act of haughtiness. When you're drinking water, that's not an act of haughtiness. I'm drinking water because my throat is parched, because I'm very thirsty. Uh, That's not that I'm indulging. That's not that I'm thinking about myself and my enjoyment and my pleasures prior to tefillah turning to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's because it's a necessity. Along those same lines, continues Shohan Aruch, V'chen, if it's for medicinal reasons, eating and drinking is permitted as well. And in Sa'if Dalid, along the same lines, again, remembering that the issue is not just a, a static issue of don't eat or drink before prayer, but rather there's a logic to it. It's the ge'echa, it's you showing your pride, your self-centeredness. A person who's thirsty or hungry, they would be considered like like a sick person. What does it mean that you're thirsty or hungry? We're all a little hungry, a little thirsty. If you didn't go out and have a big meal last night, in the morning, Mishnah Bruras, significantly quoting from the Levush, just writes one word, which means to say you're so hungry, you're so thirsty to the extent that 
your prayer will be distracted because of that. Your stomach will be grumbling. Under that circumstance, and only under that circumstance, is it permitted to eat or drink prior to prayer. Uh, so let's just, for a moment, before a step forward, uh, recount what we've uh, taken in. Uh, first and foremost, the Gemara has two statements, both amounting to the prohibition of eating or drinking prior to prayer. A pasuk of lotochlu al-hadam, don't eat prior to the request for your blood, for your livelihood. And the pasuk from melachim of gavecha and geecha, the act of haughtiness, prior to Kabbalat Omachut Shamaim. Shohan Aruch, filling out the uh, picture for us, says, but if it's going to be eating or drinking, which isn't an act of haughtiness, if it's water, simple beverage, permitted. If it's because you're sick and ill and it's necessary, permitted. If it's because you're very hungry, very thirsty prior to prayer, also permitted. The question that the poskim in turn address is, first and foremost, coffee and tea before tefillah. So Hanaruch told us water, he's basing himself on ra'avya and uh, mahari abuhab, um, but what about something like uh, coffee or tea, which many, if not uh, most of our congregants do drink. We see them prior to tefillah. Is that permitted? Uh, so the poskim for time immemorial have addressed those issues and state somewhat unequivocally and clearly coffee and tea are along the same lines as water. Why is a person drinking that before tefillah? To open their mind, to clear their throat, to give them the ability to pray with the proper kavana. That's uh, first and foremost. Second stage, if the coffee uh, is a little bit bitter to you and you want to add uh, sugar into it, is that permitted? The poskim have addressed this as well for hundreds of years. Most uh, recently in the uh, common era, in the uh, in the uh, modern era is Mishnah Berurah here in Siman Petet. He uh, takes a somewhat of a, a stringent approach to this matter. He says to put even sugar into your coffee or tea would be prohibited. He says that would be an act of haughtiness, and he quotes several poskim who maintain that way. Several Svaradi poskim maintain that way. Radvaz, Bidavid ben Zimra, um, Peri Hadash, that's Hizkiya uh, di Silva, uh, two important 16th, 17th century rabbis, Svaradim, Berke Yosef, Maran Hachida as well, all wrote that putting sugar into your coffee or tea prior to tefillah, that's an act of haughtiness. Uh, one second. Give me a second to get there. Let me, let me first address sugar. Uh, that's Mishnah Burah's statement. Mishnah Burah, however, does add if the sugar, and this is the way I even saw my grandparents do this at points, if the sugar is in between your teeth, they used to put a, a sugar cube in between their teeth and then drink the tea like that. That's an old school Eastern <laughs> European action. I don't know if the Middle Eastern uh, people did this as well. They used to do so. They would want to drink it, but they didn't want to put the sugar into the coffee or into the uh, tea, they would take a sugar cube, put it in between their front teeth, and drink through that. Says Mishra maybe that's permitted. Why would that be permitted? Because in such a circumstance, he suggests, you're showing that I'm only doing this so that the beverage go in and, and, and be okay and going down. I'm not doing it in order to drink a sweet beverage. I'm not even going to eat that sugar cube at the conclusion of this. I'm just doing it in order to uh, lay off a little bit on the uh, bitterness or on the acidity of the drink that might be coming in. That's the statement of Mishnah Berurah. However, significantly, his position is, uh, in addition to many others, you can't put uh, sugar into your coffee or tea in the morning. Uh, I do actually remember reading in the book called Ve'alehu Lo Yibol. Ve'alehu Lo Yibol was written by 
a student of Rab Shlomo Zalman Orbach, Zichrono Livracha, an important Ashkenazic rabbi who lived in Yerushalayim, passed away in 1995. And he told how he had, there was a Kole learning Mishnah Berurah in the mornings. And there was a young man who was studying it, and they used to go and get tested by, uh, by the rabbi at points. And so he tested him, and he asked him this question, you allowed to put sugar in your coffee in the morning? And so the young man said, oh, absolutely not, unless it's in between your front teeth, which nobody really does any longer. And so he said to him, a young man, uh, do you know your father? Of course I know my father. He says, I know your father as well. Would you say your father is a God-fearing, halakha-following individual? He said, absolutely. He said, do you know how your father makes his coffee in the morning? So the boy uh, put his head down a little bit sheepishly and a little embarrassed. He said, I know he put sugar into it. He said, do you think your father who knows halakha, who follows halakha appropriately, is going against the halakha? And so the young man was a little bit taken aback. And so Rabbi Arbach said to him, although it says that in Mishnah Berurah, the minhag of your father, the minhag of many others, to a certain extent, determines on this matter. Don't get too caught up in the texts. Understand that there's a practice which oftentimes has a way of, of superseding, of uh, determining for us what the appropriate practice is. And that leads us into this last step of this conversation, and that is what he was suggesting, without saying it explicitly, is that Mishnah Berurah may have been dealing with a reality some 80 plus years ago, uh, in a time, or maybe 100 plus years ago, in a time during which perhaps uh, it wasn't as common for a person to drink coffee, uh, to uh, imbibe tea with uh, putting uh, sugar into it. Uh, since in today's day and age, many, if not most people, do put a little bit of sweetener into it, it would, as a result, according to many, if not most poskim in today's day and age, be permitted. Hacham Avadiah Yosef writes so in his She'elot Shubot Yabiyah Omer Halek Dalet, he writes in Halichot Olam Halek Aleph in Parashat Yitro in the very last of the Halachot. However, that's not to say that nobody disagrees. Again, Hacham Avadiah Yosef, with regards to sweetening your tea or coffee, is permitting, against the words of Mishnah Barah, against Peri Hadash, against Radvaz, against Berke Yosef. What does he base himself on? Well, first and foremost, he cites from Benish Hai in his book, Od Yosef Hai in Parashat Vayishlach at the very end, who writes so explicitly, so that's a, a Sephardic Middle Eastern posik, uh, some 120, 130 years ago, who made this claim that you can do it even with sugar. And furthermore, he says, look at the reality, look at the practice, similar to Rabbi Auerbach. In addition to that, he says that the sourcing on distinguishing between water and other beverages is from Ra'avya, and Ra'avya specifically said, don't have intoxicating beverages. Says Chamvadia Yosef, very clearly, sugar doesn't add to that intoxication. It's not that Mishnah Berurah per se said that, but it's another Semech Lehakel. He therefore is lenient with regards to sweetening your sugar or coffee in the morning. That's in contrast to Chacham Ben Siona Bashaul in his Or Litzion Chalik Bet in Perek Zayin. He is Oser sweetening, putting any sugar or sweetener into your coffee or tea in the morning. What's his rationale? What's his grounding? First and foremost, precedence. Radvaz, Peri Hadash, Birke Yosef, and others. He furthermore states, and this is uh, somewhat well known, that Harambam's opinion that this whole prohibition mentioned in the Gemara, if you recall, began with a pasuk in the Torah, Lo Tuchlu al-Hadam. Is that pasuk telling us that that's the actual meaning of the pasuk? When the rabbi said, don't eat prior to prayer in the morning, do they mean on a biblical level, it's forbidden from the Torah to eat before prayer? Or is that a rabbinic uh, flourish? It's what's called an asmachta. The hachamim say, listen, we don't want you to. This is a pasuk that can remind you of that. Well, you have to have a premise, and Harambam does, that prayer is a mitzvah from the Torah. That's Harambam's position on this. He, in turn, in his commentary to the Mishnayot, in Peregimal of Makot, in his introduction to Sefer Mitzvot and Shoresh Tet, seems to write explicitly that this prohibition, listen carefully, 
of eating or drinking before prayer in the morning is a biblical prohibition. It's an isur min ha-Torah. If that's the case, if Harambam's position is that this is an isur from the Torah, if we have precedence that you shouldn't be sweetening the uh, coffee and, and tea, and I have even a safek on this, I'm going to go lechumrah, I'm going to be stringent on this. Of course, the counter to Hacham Ben-Zion is that Shohan Aruch in his Bet Yosef seems clear that this is only rabbinic in nature against Harambam, which means to say when all the dust settles again, before we address very briefly milk at the end of this, when all the dust settles, the Gemara prohibits eating or drinking prior to prayer. Shohan Aruch basing himself on Ra'avya and others, uh, Mahari Abu Hab says, but water is permitted because it's not inspiring your pride or haughtiness prior to tefillah, prior to turning to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Questions with regards to tea and coffee, permitted. Tea and coffee with sugar, a dispute, but the vast majority against Cham Ben of Poskim in today's day and age say, in fullest, fullest sense, I'm not suggesting that you go and get a high ice coffee with uh, with a caramel or something of that with whipped cream on top before prayer. I would say that is forbidden. But if it's a sugar or a sweetener that's being put into the coffee or tea in order to make it easier to drink, because that's the way you always drink it, that would be uh, permitted. That would be the halakha al-ma'aseh. What about uh, milk in your coffee, in your tea, before the tefillah in the morning? That one's a little bit more complicated. Hamavadya Yosef there, and Halik Dalid of Yabi Aomen, Siman Yod Bet, if I'm not mistaken, gets a little bit more nervous about that one because the Gemara and Harambam copying it seem to suggest that milk has an intoxicating nature to it. It has a way of skewing a person's straightness of mind. That's the words of the rabbis. As a result, you're not supposed to drink milk prior to judging. Judges, dayanim, are forbidden to drink milk beforehand. Says Cham Vadya Yosef, right? Many of the poskim, that makes it a lot more difficult. It's not just a haughtiness issue, it's a distraction issue. It's an issue of, this is Meshacher, it's an issue of Ravyahu says the specific issue of beverages drinking beforehand is that it's going to take your mind off of the prayer, not that you're just self-centered. However, Chacham Ovadia Yosef, both in Yabiya Omer as well as in his Halichot Olam, writes that it just doesn't seem to be the reality for people <laughs> as they drink milk in today's day and age. Perhaps we should state, and he does, don't drink a cup of milk prior to prayer. However, putting some milk uh, in your coffee or in your tea in order to take away from the bitterness, in order to cool it down a little bit, in order to enhance the experience of it going down in a smooth fashion, he writes that would as well be permitted, which means to say, although eating and drinking is very clearly forbidden before prayer, it's an isur, a prohibition, which is either from the Torah, Harambam's opinion, or the majority view, Midrabbanan, but an isur, a prohibition, nonetheless, it would apply in circumstances where your eating or drinking is such that it's feeding yourself, making yourself feel good prior to turning to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If it's alternatively in order to aid your concentration, in order to help you have kavana, it would be permitted. Therefore, if you're ra'ev or sameh harbeh, if you're very hungry or thirsty to the extent that you'll be distracted, you can eat or drink. That's got to be determined in an honest and uh, genuine fashion. If you're uh, sick, and this is for refuah, no question, it's permitted as well. If it's water, it's permitted. If it's tea, if it's coffee, it's permitted. The poskim discuss, but we're going halachal ma'aseh, sugar would be permitted as well, provided that it's sugar to help the drinking, not sugar to make it a great and fantastic, exciting experience where I bought a sugar coffee prior to tefillah, but rather coffee 
that I put some sugar into, and milk as well, although a little bit more difficult to determine that halacha, says Hacham Avadia, right, the majority of the poskim, the milk that's put into our coffee today is not a milk which is intoxicating in nature, which takes our mind off of prayer and gives us inability to focus properly, but rather helps the drinking and therefore is permitted as well. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen Amen.